Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we asked Brian to do it. Brian was able to reach out and get us back for a second straight day. The honorary, first ever honorary Sprinkle the Infield uh, tri-host and a puka shell-wearing DJ back in the 70s. Still don't believe it. The one, the only, Dan Bell for joining us today. How are you, Bells? I am doing wonderful. And don't forget the goldfish and the heels. Unreal. (laughs) Unbelievable. Overrides the puka shell thing. Absolutely. Frenchie Fuqua got nothing on you, my friend. Nothing (laughs) on you. But, Bells, we wanted to get you back. We've been talking about it all day. You called it last night. Great job, you, Mark Denny, uh, with the call of the Division II State Championship. Maslin wins 7-2. to Now that you've had almost 24 hours, right, uh, to process it, give us your thoughts on what took place at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium last night. Well, and not to be overly critical, but I'm really amazed that it came down to the last play of the game, the way Hoban was playing and, and the way they were self-destructing and to keep it that close. I mean, that says a lot for their defense. And, of course, too, Tigers' defense, too. But the high snaps, the fumbles, the, the multiple penalties, procedures, they, at an alarming rate, they kept moving them backwards all night instead of forwards. They continually put themselves in third and long situations as opposed to third and short. And it comes down to a pass at the end of the game. Really? They did that, and the kid had it and couldn't hold on to it, and it was that close that it could have flipped the other way. But the Tigers won it on the field. Uh, I'll tell you, the people over here today on on the west side of Stark County are grateful. Um, I've talked to, to many appreciative and humble people today that never thought they would see the day. Uh, in their lifetime, as long as they've been season ticket holders and what have you, it's something that no one's being braggadocious or overly boisterous, but they're proud of what happened. They're proud they got to witness it. And we were, too. That was really a privilege for us uh, to take that memory and tuck it away for our future. Yeah, and that's because it's harder and harder to go that long into a playoff and come yeah. out with the final victory, which is just incredible. Your thoughts on the stadium last night, man. Wasn't it nice to see it pretty full? Oh, it, it was fantastic. It's been a long time mm-hmm. since we've seen the stadium in that manner. And we, we were talking afterwards, and the atmosphere in the visual up high where we are perched, and you know, JT, you're up there with the road, man, mm-hmm. is the colors, the lights, the village, just yes. hustle and bustle in the village, and the people walking and dining and out on the patio at the brew kettle watching the game last night as well. It, it It's my gosh, has it taken a, a quantum leap here in, in the last three to four years specifically? And look what more is to come with the hotel and the water park and the influx of people uh, coming to our great city. And we welcome them with open arms, and we are tremendous hosts. And that's why we got this game another three years. I was talking to Tim Street just about that last night after you guys went over and took over the broadcast and did a great job, by the way, in the play-by-play of the game. And I was talking to Tim Street, Director of Communications with the Ohio High School Athletic Association, and I told him just that. And I thanked him 
for extending this for another three-year run here in Stark County, in Canton, basically. But I did tell him this. I said, just do me one favor. We don't want any more local teams because we want people to come to Canton, spend money, and stay in our hotels and eat at our restaurants. All due respect to Maslin and Hoban, they're a little bit too close. We want to make more money in Stark County. Yeah, let's do it. Let's just get the cash registers in and the, uh, the phone apps and everything else. But, yeah, you know, there's so much more to offer each and every year. Look at what's happened downtown uh, in terms of the vibrant downtown we have for people who want to make that a part of their visit is well away from the village. So there's just – it's not the playoffs it was uh, 15, 20 years ago. It's taken on a whole new personality. It, it's mega. It's big. It's, it's, it, it just glows. And we're so happy that we could be there, to be a part of it. We'll get to be involved with the mm-hmm. OHSAA tomorrow with the tailgate thing, with the, the sports guys. We've got a couple of hours we're going to be doing, or 45 minutes, whatever we're doing that, which is going to be interesting because we have no idea what's going on. We're just going to hand us a microphone we're going to wing it. But I, I, I still have just kind of chills from last night. I mean, Kenny was all yeah. over the field doing amazing things. I thought we were all clicking up in the booth. You know, Dale and, and, and Eric just had things sounding tremendous. And I love crowd noise. I feed yeah. off that. I think it helps elevate uh, our play-by-play. It elevates our color analyzing. It, uh, it elevates Kenny. Kenny's, my God, that, that the, the wave of sound just pours down on him all night when he's down there. You can't help but get uh, embraced by it. You can't help but let it overwhelm you a little bit and just bask in it. After you get four quarters of football in, it was a very, very special night. I haven't felt that way to playoff game, I think, personally, since uh, the McKinley 97 team that, you know, just made the run all the way deep, and maybe the 98 team as well, and nothing against Central or Perry, who made some nice uh, runs at the title, too, and, and, and Trucker, who got one. But that was a special night because it was a piece of history. You know, it, it was one of those ones that they just heard the chatter, the talk, and the criticism for years that you've never done it on the field, on the turf. They did it. So that conversation's over now. Now let's see if they can build on the future. Nate's got that place uh, in order and looking great, and the funnel is strong. Let's see if they can't make the run again. I believe that was his 99th career victory uh, at Maslin. As wow. I told him, wow. uh, post-game press conference when we went in and sat down with everybody at the podium, I said, hey, Nate, nine years, that's a long time at Maslin to be a head coach, right? That's like, what, 63 years elsewhere. It's like dog years, right? I mean, you're there nine years. You're, you're doing something right, and they stuck with him, too. And it took him nine years, but he wins, and he becomes only the second coach, Bells, in OHSAA history to win state titles at two different schools. So just give me your thoughts on Nate, and where does that put him when he and Tom Lombardo are the only coaches, Lake Catholic, St. Ed's, LaSalle, and Maslin, to do that? That's rare air. That really yeah. is. Um, that's something you don't say lightly, and, and a lot of people don't think of that, and I really wasn't thinking of it, Kenny, until you brought it up. But that's something beyond special to be able to do two programs and take two programs there. And for the masculine community, who has been pretty fickle over the years, in my personal opinion, with coaches, and too hard to, to maybe throw them under the bus at times because they're just not achieving at the pace they want them to. Nate had a vision. Nate had a structure. He had a buy-in for these kids for the last nine years. And they understand now what the process is 
to be on this team, to play significant minutes, to make deep runs and get that experience and get there. I love the support the community gives to him, and that just spells, I think, a longer tenure for him there if he chooses to keep extending it in Madison, Ohio. And we'll take it a step further here. And I saw uh, this gentleman on the sidelines yesterday. Shout out to Dr. A.J. Seth from uh, yeah. Ortho United. Um, he, he sends me here, uh, let's see, a, a little note. Uh, only coach in Ohio history to win a state championship with a private school and a public school. Uh, Tom did it with Lake Catholic and with uh, St. Ed. So Nate is all by himself in that category, Bells. Yeah, you know, if people out there think it's not about coaching, that, that screams it loud and clear right there. It's about coaching. And it's about developing young men and making them the best that they can be on and off the field. And that's what's happening. That's what Coach Lombardo does. That's what Coach Moore does. And yeah. uh, kudos to them. Uh, a round of applause for them. Uh, the, the community couldn't be prouder, I, I'm sure. A uh, couple other things, Bells, besides last night's 7-2 uh, win by Maslin over Hoban. Uh, we found out today Kirtland wins the Division Six. Uh, state championship again tiger laverde has built a program there uh that's as good as any in the state right um and i I mentioned this earlier and i felt bad for trucker jeff lindesmith that they were in the same region and that they had to play in the second game of the playoffs because i thought whoever won that game was going to go on and win the state championship so uh kind of validates the year even though it was a second round playoff loss doesn't it uh that uh, central catholic had with trucker yeah, I think the, I think the the sky could have been the limit after that. But yeah. you know, on the other side of that, with Kirtland, do they ever have an off year? Yeah, I mean, you talk <laughs> about success, and okay, they graduate this many seniors, and they they have a young team or what have you. All the dynamics you throw in there, it doesn't matter. They have a mix of kids again, a structured program with a long successful history that year in and year out puts it on the field. And I love small school ball. I really do when it comes to football. I love the communities just, you know, it's, you know, lock the doors, turn out the lights, and, man, head to wherever the games are. And and Kirtland is a thrilling uh, program to talk about, to witness. I've I've watched them a couple times over the years. And these kids play above the level they are. They are into it. They are efficient. They are precise. And they can put up some points, man. And their defense will, will minimize what you want to put on the field, too. So, Congrats to them again, and I could almost say that they, they may be back there again next year unless uh, somebody else proves them wrong. You know what it kind of reminds you about? Kirtland, you, you talk about that Maria Stein local, and you talk about a yeah. team like Steubenville, and you wonder yeah. how, how cities and localities of that size can compete on a yearly basis. Now, Steubenville's dropped off a little bit, and you never know when they're going to resurface, but they're always going to be a talk somewhere, aren't they? Yeah, I think so, without a doubt. And I think Steubenville's had some down years there. Mm-hmm. They had some flat spots. But, it's a, again, it's another storied program with a longtime tenured head coach. And you're in communities. The kids just grow up wanting to play the sport because everybody before them has played it. It's just in their bloodstream. Mm-hmm. It's much like uh, my daughter-in-law, Tiffany, is from Coldwater. And she said they're, they're farm boys. And when they're not helping the, the parents on the farm, they're playing football. And that's what they do. And if, if they don't make the playoffs, it's a shock to the system over there. And, and um, again, it's another example of a program 
that's rooted so deep in the sport, and not that it's forced down the throats or, or pin kids up against the wall and say you're going to play. They want to play, and they show up, and they can't wait till they you know, strap on the helmet, the, the cleats, and what have you for the first day of practice. And that's community ball that, that, that wraps themselves around a high school yeah. is, a, is a fantastic thing in really what is the essence of the sport high school football. For Kirtland, their seventh state title in the last 15 years. So congratulations <laughs> to Tiger Laverde uh, and what they're accomplishing. If Toledo Central Catholic wins today, it'll be their fourth state title in the last, uh, let's see here, 15 years. And St. Ed's going for state championship game number, or state championship number seven tonight, Bells. Tom Lombardo uh, and his staff, and, uh, you know, we saw them play Maslin, which you could argue is the uh, state of Ohio state championship game, gone to Maslin 15-13. Do you expect St. Ed's to handle Springfield tonight and and win number seven? I think it's going to be a great game, but I I think they're going to win. Number, I think yeah. they will. I really do. Um, they just have that expectation. They have that experience to be there many, many times, win or lose, or deep and come up just short, but they get it. The kids in, in that school system get it. The, the coaches, what have you, Coach Lombardo, he has that structure. He has that funnel of, of the process that's year in and year out, what is expected, and they deliver and, and when you start saying seven championships, and it's seven out of 15, you're, you're almost batting 500. Are you kidding me? Uh, for state championship games. That's absolutely amazing. And, yes, I do expect them to win, but Springfield will come after them. It's going to be a battle. I've got some numbers here. I was looking yeah. at the uh, program from last night. Now, with Matzlin's championship last night, by my estimation, that's the eighth Stark County championship through the playoff era. Starts in 1981 with McKinley. McKinley wins it 81-97-98. Central Catholic wins it in 88-2000-2016. St. Thomas Aquinas wins it in 84. Were you at each one of those championship games? The only one I missed was Trucker's game because I was actually involved in a wedding that weekend and um, somebody had to sub for me. But, yeah, I remember the 2000 game for Central when it was Fawcett was a bitterly cold day. It was below 20. The field was icing up. Wow. It went into overtime. That was the team that had Marcus Warner and uh, Vinny Gagliata. And um, the kicker, I'll never forget, I was working sidelines at that time, the kicker for the, the team central defeated, and, and it slips my mind at the moment, was changing his shoe on his kicking foot, his right foot. He's a right-footed kicker, but he thought he, thought he would get a better grip on the turf uh, because it was starting to ice up. And I said, any concerns? He said, the only concern is if I if I don't really follow through and it grabs on the turf. <laughs> it grabbed on the turf, and he hooked it, wow. and that's, they lost the game. That's and, the Gliotta kid that went to Penn State, then transferred to Youngstown State, correct? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Yeah, that was a fun team. And that's when Lowell was still coaching, and, of course, Trucker was on the staff. Yep. But, my goodness, uh, to see them score, then they get to core in central, and they have to kick it to send it into another overtime, and the kid yanked it. And I just oh. felt for him. Yeah, but those things happen in championship. I was there for the 81 games, Stelly's team. I was both McKinley, uh, 97 or 98. Um, I've seen Maslin lose some, the Spielman team that went down to Nippert Stadium. Yep. Now, you talk about neutral sites. Mm-hmm. They played the championship game against Cincinnati Moeller in Cincinnati. Oh. 
yeah. it's where they played it. That's where you didn't have a, a, a common place where all the divisions played. They played that championship game there at Nippert Stadium. And that was the Moeller team that had uh, Mark Brooks, Hiawatha Francisco, yep. Juan Francisco. And the same year, there was a, an article in Time Magazine about the, the Holy Rollers from Cincinnati Moeller. They were that big and that dynamic. And and that's also when they brought kids in from Indiana, Kentucky, and the entire state mm-hmm. of Ohio before the OHSAA clamped down on it and took away bordering states. But it, it was a, virtually a small college team. Kenny, they got they got Larkin on that team. He's in the yeah, Baseball yeah. Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. It, it, was, it was bizarre. I'll never forget it was a rainy day. And I mean, Moeller smacked him that day and I was doing the game with JJ and um, the kid from Moeller comes out right before halftime, steady rain, wind in his face and nails a 52 yard field goal. And I said, boy, this will be a long day. I'll never, and I mean, he cleared wow. it with room to spare. Jeez. Yeah. A little five foot five sidewinder, man. He just nailed it. But great memory of that. It really was. Dan Belford, our guest on the Kenny and JT show thinking back on last night's game and other games, state championship games involving teams from Stark County. Bells, uh, one last thing we got to talk about. Yesterday it was announced that uh, Jordan Marshall, running back Cincinnati Moeller, wins Mr. Ohio. Uh, but one of uh, Stark County's own, right, Poochie Snyder, yep. was a finalist. And, uh, you know, classy as ever on Twitter, Poochie reached out, and I'm paraphrasing here, saying, hey, congratulations to Jordan Marshall, just, you know, honored to be uh, one of the finalists and everything. A regional championship for that team, Canton South, and uh, a 14-0 start to the season before they lost in the state semifinals. I know Maslin is a state champion, but but what's it mean to that small school to, to have gone that far and have a kid set records in Stark County for passing yards and passing touchdowns in Poochie Snyder? So, that's their Super Bowl. It really yeah. is. That's, it's that big for a small community, and especially a community where these kids grew up together. You know, they came up from eighth grade all the way through and had a dream. And then, of course, Matt Dennison comes in and did some just wonderful things of bonding these kids and showing them how to win, I think, was the biggest thing. And, you know, for Poochie, a small school kid, because, it, it, you know, you may correct me here, I don't think a lot of small school kids walk away with Mr. Ohio. Right. Yeah, when you start seeing the, the big schools and they have backs and quarterbacks and what have you, that he finished as a finalist is, I think, such kudos to him that people truly recognize his talent beyond the numbers. And uh, uh, Canton South should be so proud. And they get to see him on the basketball court this year, too, because he, uh, he yeah. runs the, the hardwood, too. And he's just an excellent all-around athlete, a wonderful kid. Uh, he has wonderful grandparents who like to take care of us at, at a frenetic pace this year up in the booth. We couldn't say enough about that, but I think it's a wonderful thing. It's, a, it's an example, again, of small school where the community is just so uh, indebted to what these kids do and so proud of how they do it and how they represent the community and themselves. And I just hope it's the beginning of more good years and more playoff runs for Canton South, not just a group of kids who came through and did it. These are kids maybe the younger kids now look up to and say, look what they did. They stayed the course, they bought into the system, they executed, and they almost got the gold ring. Maybe that's going to be our chance one day to do the same thing. I hope that's what they leave, and I think they will. 
All right, Bells, you said you were at the games when McKinley uh, won the state titles, and I hear how great their defenses were, right? We saw a great yeah. defense last night. G- give me your thoughts on where Maslin's defense, led by Dorian Pringle, he of the knee injury three weeks ago, we were wondering if uh, you know he was going to play and then how much was he going to play, and all he did was uh, rack up 14 tackles, uh, two tackles for a loss, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, and kind of got a hand in to break up the last play of the game to save a state championship. So where does this Maslin defense rank? Right there, right at the top. Uh, I don't think they take a second or a back seat to anybody. I really don't. Uh, I'm sure McKinley people argue and some other teams will argue, but if you're going to say the 97 team's the best, I'm going to put them right there defensively. And their numbers say that throughout the year. You know, they could have come into this game and it could have been a shootout, and then you're going to have the detractors the, the say, well, look, you finally, in our opinion, you finally played the best team and they scored 30 on you. Okay? Right. That didn't happen. You know, that just didn't happen. It, it was a safety. They didn't give up anything to the offense in that game. Close, but no cigar, but, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda doesn't put the, the trophy on your mantle. I, I think um, cohesively, my gosh, I, I've never seen 11 kids play with such unison in my life on a field. As you mentioned, Pringle, he's a beast. He is just literally all over the field, and, and really we give him so much attention, but then you have Cody Fair who does such a tremendous job. Um, it, the list goes on and on and on. Their backers are, are tight. You've got Michael Wright up front who just had an amazing game and was so emotional afterwards. These kids, man, they get after it. And, and Hoban had some backs, and they had their moments, but they didn't have any big moments that would swing the uh, complexion of that game. So I put them right at the top. Yeah, it's the best I've seen since uh, I've been covering Stark County at WHBC and, uh, you know, Nate Moore and, and his staff, I don't think they, you know, planned on winning the game 7-2, to two, but I think they planned on their defense being a deciding factor, and they were yesterday. And uh, kudos to everyone in Tigertown. Enjoy it. Celebrate. Uh, oh, and yeah. uh, you know, they're going to have a parade on, I think it's the December 10th is when they're hosting that parade, a Sunday night uh, in Tigertown, so that should be another great day for everybody in, in Maslin. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. It really will. Hey, Bells, thanks nope. for joining. Hold on, one. I gotta oh, wait till you guys are done. One last okay. question, Dan Belford. Gotta wait yeah. till you guys are done talking football. Okay. <laughs> More exciting for you last night, young man, calling oh. that state finals game with Maslin and Hoban, or being part of the Kenny and JT show. We like to eat on that sprinkle the infant. Would you like better? Tell truth. Sprinkle the Oh, damn. So it, man. Field, I'll tell you. It. Uh, which says something about my social life. That that was a I was going to say, man. Attaboy. Boy, boy. <laughs> I knew it. Look, man. But it, it was – I thank you so much for letting me do that. I listen to you guys all the time. You know that. I love Sprinkle the Infield. Yeah, that was just too much fun to be a part of that. Even though I couldn't hear what was going on half time because I didn't have headphones. Look, man, you were loose. <laughs> you were ready to go. Your, your responses were right on time. And I think it led to a better call for you last night. Wow. You know, I think it did. I did. Exactly. Yep. I'll, I'll, sure, I'll give you that. you got to okay. do your hey, calisthenics. Gonna... Listen, Dan, you got to warm yep. up before you get to the radio station, just like we do. You know, I go to the gym all morning long, just like you, yep. running around for two hours. I don't know what you do, but I know that you're a gym rat like I am. you yeah. got to get loose before a big game like that. You were loose, man. You sounded good. 
Oh, thank you, brother. And Perfect. and I thought we all nailed it. Everybody was on task. Now, you I heard you mention Danny Kincaid before. Okay? Yes. I say this. We all rode in together. Okay, Bob Jeffries and I and Danny ride in together. He had a parking pass. <laughs> we met somewhere. We come in. So you know that throng of traffic trying to get out of there last Yep. Time. I'm in the back seat. Danny and Bob are in the front seat. Now, this is like Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau in the front seat. <laughs> Trying to navigate us out of this freaking neighborhood. Oh, well, Bob said go this way because I used to live over he here. He should know said, better. Oh, it, it, it was a nightmare. I just sat back there and I said, "Why? I should be videoing this. What am I doing? We went around the streets Dan? I didn't know existed in Canton and came out somewhere and then found our way back to my car. Dan, let, so, quick uh, story. Quick story. When yeah. I went to McKinley, we took driver's ed in those neighborhoods. I got out of there in like 20 seconds. I know every back road, every alley. You need a way out of there. I know ways that don't even go on your GPS. Well, that's the ways we were going. I guarantee it last night, but we finally escaped somehow. But, uh, yeah, it's always an adventure when I get in the car with these guys. It really is. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, There's our guy, Denny Kincaid. We always appreciate his numbers and his numerology throughout the year. Mark Miller, you, Bells, uh, our engineers, Brian back at the station. Everybody, it was a great season 79, and let's get ready for number 80. Here, let's go after it, guys. Thanks a lot. Keep your radio on. We're going to sprinkle the infield next right here on the Kenny and JT Show.